Chapter fifty six of Jerusalem to Revelations A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Purgatorio five anti purgatory the second ledge the negligent who died by violence already had i parted from those shades and in my leader's steps was following on when one behind me pointing with his finger cried out see how the light seems not to shine upon the left side of that lower man who seems to act like one that's still alive hearing this speech i turned my eyes and saw that with astonishment they gazed at me at me alone and at the broken light why is thy mind so sore perplexed then said my teacher that thou slackest thy pace what carest thou for what is whispered here follow thou me and let the people talk firm as a tower remain which never shakes its top however hard the winds may blow for from himself he ever turns his mark in whom one thought wells up behind another for each of them impairs the other's strength what could i say in answer save i come and this i said tinged slightly with the colour which sometimes makes one worthy of forgiveness meanwhile a little way ahead of us some people crosswise o'er the slope were coming singing the miserere verse by verse when they became aware that through my body i gave no passage to the rays of light they changed their chant into a long hoarse oh and two of them acting as messengers ran out to meet us and inquiring said cause us to know what kind of life is yours my teacher answered ye may go your way and unto those that sent you out report that real flesh this man's body is and if as i suppose they stopped because they saw his shadow they've been answered well enough if they respect him it may profit them i never saw ignited vapours cleave at nightfall an unclouded sky or break so rapidly from august clouds at sunset that these returned not up in shorter time and once there with the rest they veered toward us as would a troop that ran without a curb these people who are crowding us are many the poet said and come to beg of thee therefore go on and listen on thy way o oh, soul that goest to be glad they cried as on they came with those limbs which thou hadst when thou wast born a little stay thy steps recall if thou hast e'er seen one of us that yonder thou mayst carry news of him why pray dost thou go on ah why not stop we all were slain of all by violence and sinners were until our latest hour then light from heaven so caused us to beware that we 
repentant and forgiving, issued from life at peace with God, who in our hearts stirs us with grievous longings to behold him. And I, howe'er I gaze upon your faces, none do I recognize, and yet if aught within my power can please you, well-born souls, ask it, and I will do it, by the peace which, following the feet of such a guide, hath now become my quest from world to world. And one began, Each trusts in thy good help without an oath, provided lack of power cut not thy good will short. Hence I, who speak alone before the others, beg of thee, if e'er thou see the country which extends between Romagna and the land of Charles, be courteous to me with thy prayers in Fano, that supplications do be made for me to help me purge away my grievous sins. It was from there I came, but those deep wounds whence flowed the blood were in my life resided, were given me in the Antonore's lap, where I had trusted I should be most safe. The Lord of Esti, who was angry with me, beyond the bounds of justice had it done. Yet toward Lamira had I only fled, when at Ariago I was overtaken, still yonder would I be where people breathe. Toward the lagoon I ran, whose reeds and mire so hampered me I fell, and there a pool formed from my veins I saw upon the ground. Then said another, so may that desire which draws thee to the lofty mount be granted with kindly pity prithee help thou mine i montefeltro was i am buoncante giovanna cares not for me nor do others hence among these i go with head bowed down and i to him what force was it or chance caused thee to stray so far from Campaldino, that never hath thy burial place been known. Oh, he replied, a river called Archiano flows crosswise at the Casentino's foot, and takes its rise among the Apennines above the Hermitage. There, where its name is lost, I came, a fugitive on foot, pierced through the throat, and staining with my blood the flame. And there it was, I lost my sight, and ended speech with Mary's name, and there I fell, and all alone my flesh remained. The truth I tell, tell thou among the living, God's angel took me, while the one from hell cried out, Why dost thou rob me, thou from heaven? Thou bearest hence this man's eternal part, because of one small tear which takes him from me, but I shall with the rest deal otherwise. Well knowest thou how damp vapours in the air, as soon as they ascend to where the cold affects them, into water change again. He joined that wicked will, which asks for naught but evil, with intelligence, and stirred the mists and wind, by power his nature gave. The valley thereupon, when day was spent, he covered o'er with fog from Protomanio up to the mountain chain, 
and made the sky so lowering o'er it that the pregnant air to water turned the rain poured down and what the soil absorbed not reached the rivulets then having joined the torrent brooks it rushed so swiftly toward the royal stream that naught could hold it back the swift Darkiana then hard by its outlet found my frozen body and as it swept it on into the arno loosened the cross which with my arms i made upon my breast when sorrow's pain o'erwhelmed me along its banks and bed it rolled me on then covered me and wrapped me with its spoils prithee when to the world thou hast returned and when from thy long journey thou art rested after the second spirit said the third do thou remember me who pia am sienna made me marama me unmade he knoweth what this means who previously had in betrothal ringed me with his gem purgatorio six anti-purgatory the negligent who died by violence address to italy and florence whene'er a game of dice is broken up the one who loses sorrowing stays behind and learns as sadly he repents the throes while with the other all the people leave one goes before one grasps him from behind and at his side one asks to be remembered and he stops not but that one heeds and this the one whose hand he takes no longer crowds and from the throng he thus defends himself e'en such as he was i in that dense crowd for as i this and that way turned my face and promised each i freed myself therefrom here was the aretine who met his death from gin de taco's cruel arms and he who running madly in pursuit was drowned here frederick novello prayed with hands outstretched and he of pisa who induced worthy marzuko to reveal his strength count also i beheld here and the soul through spite and envy from its body parted and not so he maintained through crime committed pierre de la brasse i mean and here while still on earth let brabant's lady see to it that mong the worst flock she be not for this when i was free from each and all those shades who only prayed that others pray for them that their becoming holy might be sped it seems that thou deniest i began o oh, thou my light expressly in a text that prayer can cause a change in heaven's decrees and yet these people only pray for this could it then be that this thy hope is vain or is thy saying not quite clear to me and he to me that which i wrote is clear nor yet delusive is this people's hope if it be looked at with a healthy mind
for justice stoops not from her lofty height because love's ardour all at once fulfils what he who dwelleth here must satisfy and there where i decided on this point the fault was not made good again by praying because the prayer discordant was with god yet in so deep a doubt decide thou not unless she bid thee do so who alike shall be between thine intellect and truth i know not if thou understand i speak of beatrice thou seer of above smiling and happy on this mountain's top and i let's go then lord with greater haste for now i grow not weary as before and see the hillside casts its shadow now we shall go forward with this day he answered as long as we are able but the case is otherwise than what thou deemst it ere thou shalt be up there thou him shalt see return who now so shields him with the hill that thou dost not compel his rays to break but yonder see a soul who all alone is seated and toward us is looking now he will point out to us the quickest way we came to him o lombard soul how full of self-respect and noble scorn thou wast and in the moving of thine eyes how slow and dignified nought did he say to us but let us go our way and only gazed as would a couching lion in repose virgil meanwhile drew near to him and begged that he would show to us the best ascent and he to his request made no reply but asked us of our country and condition and my kind leader was with mantua beginning when the self-collected shade from where he was sprang up to meet him saying o oh, mantuan i am so dull of thy town and each the other thereupon embraced ah italy thou slave thou inner of woe ship without pilot in a mighty storm not queen of provinces but house of shame so instant ready was that noble soul but at the sweet sound of his city's name to welcome here his fellow-citizen and yet within thee now thy living sons are not exempt from war and those one wall and moat and close upon each other pray all round thy coastline search its shores poor wretch and then within thy bosom look and learn if any part of thee be blessed with peace what boots it that justinian rearrange thy bridle if thy saddle vacant be had it not been for that thy shame were less and ye are ye that ought to be devout and so let caesar in his saddle set if well ye heeded god's advice to you behold how wild this animal has grown through being uncorrected by the spur since ye first set your hands upon her reign o german albert thou that dost forsake this creature now become untamed and wild 
and altars to bestride her saddle-bows may some just judgment from the stars before thy blood and may it so unheard of be and plain that it may frighten thy successor for hell by greed of lands outside its bounds thou and thy father also have allowed the empire's garden to become a waste come see the montagues and capulets monaldi and pilepshi careless man already troubled those and these in dread come come thou cruel man and see the oppression of thy nobility and right their wrongs and thou shalt see how safe is santafior come see thy rome that widowed and alone is shedding tears and day and night is calling why dost thou not my caesar stay with me come see the people how they love each other and if for us no pity move thy soul come them and shame thee for thine own renown and if i be allowed o jove supreme thou that for us was crucified on earth are thy just eyes too turned away elsewhere or in thy counsel's depths art thou in this a preparation making for some good from our perception utterly cut off for all italia's towns are full of tyrants and a marcellus every churl is deemed who comes to play a petty henchman's role my florence well mayst thou be satisfied with this digression which concerns thee not thanks to thy people who look out for that many at heart are just but slow to shoot lest to the bow uncounselled they should come but thy folk on their lips alone are just many refuse to bear the common burden but thy folk eagerly respond and cry although uncalled i'll load myself therewith be joyful then since thou hast cause to be thou that art rich that peaceful art and wise whether i speak the truth results conceal not athens and lacedaemon they that framed the ancient laws and were so civilized in living well made but a little mark compared with thee that dost so carefully provide thee that thy fine october spinning as far as mid-november reaches not how many times within thy memory hast thou changed laws and coinage offices and customs and thy membership renewed and if thou well recall and face the light thou see thy likeness to a suffering woman who on a feather-bed can find no rest but seeks by tossing to relieve her pain purgatorio seven anti-purgatory the veil of flowers princes intent on earthly glory after the words of greeting dignified and glad had three and four times been repeated sordello drawing back said who are ye or ever yet the spirits who deserved to rise to god were toward this man directed my bones were buried by octavian's order virgil am i and through no other guilt did i lose heaven than through not having faith twas thus my leader thereupon replied 
like one who sudden sees before him aught he wonders at and as he says it is and no it's not believes and disbelieves such did the former seem and then his head he bowed and humbly turning back to him embraced him where inferior men take hold o oh, glory of the latins said he then through whom o oh, glory of the latins said he then through whom our language showed what it could do eternal honour of my native town what merit or what grace shows thee to me tell me if i deserve to hear thy words if thou from hell art come and from what cloister through all the circles of the woeful realm he answered him have i come hither virtue from heaven impelled me and therewith i come twas not for doing aught but for not doing i lost the sight of that exalted sun thou longest for and which was known by me too late there is a place below not sad because of pain but only gloom where moans sound not as wailings but are merely sighs there with those little innocents i dwell who not delivered yet from human guilt were bitten by the teeth of death and there with those i dwell who did not clothe themselves with the three holy virtues but who knew the others without vice and practised all but give us if thou no one can some sign whereby the sooner we may reach the place where purgatory hath its real beginning no fixed place is assigned us he replied i may go upward and around i'll join thee and be thy guide as far as i can go but see already how the day declines and one at night cannot ascend it hence were well to think of some fair resting-place here to the right are souls that dwell apart if thou permit me i will lead thee to them and not without delight will they be known how then is this was answered should one wish to mount by night would some one hinder him or would one not ascend through lack of power then with his finger good sordolo marked the ground and see he said when once the sun is gone thou couldst not even cross this time though not because aught else than gloom of night would hinder one from climbing that it is puzzles the will with impotence one could however downward go again therewith and walking o'er the hillside wander round while still the horizon kept the day confined my lord then said as if in wonder lost do thou then lead us thither where thou saidst that one while waiting can enjoy himself but little had we gone away from there when i perceived the hill was hollowed out as here on earth our hillside valleys are thither that shade said we'll betake ourselves whereof itself the hillside forms a lap and there will we await the coming day a winding path there was nor steep nor level which led us to a border of the dell where more than half away the hillside falls gold 
and fine silver, scarlet and white lead, indigo blue, woods clear and shining brown, and green of emeralds when newly flaked, would each in hue be vanquished by the grass and flowers found growing in that bosom dell, as by the greater vanquished is the less. Nature not only had been painting there, but with the fragrance of a thousand scents was making up a blend unknown on earth. Here, seated on the grass among the flowers, Salve Regina, singing, souls I saw, who for the dell could not be seen outside. Before the waning sunlight nests itself, began the mantuan who had guided us. Desire me not to lead you among these. Much better from this border shall ye learn to know the acts and faces of them all, than greeted among them in the dale below. The one that sitteth highest up, and seems to have neglected what he should have done, and with his mouth joins not the other's songs, was Emperor Rudolph, he who might have healed the wounds that so have left Italia dead, that by another she reviveth late. He who appears to cheer him ruled the land where rise the waters which the Maldar gives the elb, and the elb gives the sea, named Ottokar he was, in swaddling clothes far better than is Wenceslaus's son, on whom a bearded man feed lust and ease. That small-nosed man, who close in council seems, with him that hath so kind a countenance, died fleeing and displiring the lily. Look at him yonder, how he smites his breast, and see the other one, who for his cheek hath sighing made a cushion of his hand. Father and father-in-law of France's bane, they know the latter's foul and vicious life. Hence comes the sorrow that so pierces them. The one who so large-limbed appears, and joins in song with him who hath the manly nose, was girded with the cord of every work. And if the youth who seated is behind him, had, following after him, remained as king, worth would indeed have gone from vase to vase, which of the other heirs cannot be said. The kingdoms James and Frederick hold, but none is owner of the better heritage. Seldom doth human righteousness ascend among the branches. This is will by him who gives it, that of him it may be asked. My words concern the large-nosed man no less than the other, Peter, who is singing with him, whence both Apulia and Provence are grieved. That plant is as inferior to its seed, as of a husband, constant still vaunts more than Beatrice and Margaret do at theirs. Behold the king, known for his simple life, Henry of England, seated there alone, he in his branches better issue hath. He that among them, lower on the ground, is sitting and looks up, 
is Marquis William, for whom both Alexandria and her war make Montferrat and Canavese weep. Purgatorio Eight, Anti-Purgatory, The Veil of Flowers, Princes Intent on Earthly Glory, The Serpent, Twas now the hour which homeward turns the longing, and melts the heart of those that sail the sea, the day they've said good-bye to tender friends, and thrills with love the pilgrim newly sped, if from afar he hear a tolling bell that seems to mourn the slowly dying day. When I began to render hearing vain, and of those souls watch one who risen up was asking for attention with his hand. He joined his palms, and raising them on high, turned toward the east his eyes with steadfast gaze, as if to God, he said, I heed naught else. Ere daylight fadeth, issued from his mouth, with such devoutness, and with note so sweet, I heed naught else. Ere daylight fadeth, issued from his mouth, with such devoutness, and with notes so sweet, that I was made unmindful of myself. Thereat the others, sweetly and devoutly, followed that soul, and sang the whole hymn through, fixing their gaze upon the spheres above, Sharpen thine eyes here, reader, for the truth, for now its veil is certainly so thin that easy is the passage into it. I saw that army of the gentle bomb gazing on high in silence after this, as if in expectation, pale and meek, and issuing from above and coming down, two angels with two fiery swords I saw, which broken off were of their points deprived. As green they were, as little newborn leaves, and clothed with garments which behind them trailed, were stroked and fanned by burdened plumes. One came and poised somewhat above us, while the other alighted on the hillside opposite, so that the people there remained between. I well perceived that golden was their hair, but on their faces vision went astray, as would a power confounded by excess. From Mary's bosom both of them are come, Sordillo said, to guard this sheltered veil against the serpent which will soon arrive. Hence I, who knew not by what path, turned round, chilled through with fear, and to the trusted shoulders drew closely back. Sordello thereupon began, And now, among the mighty shades, let us descend, and we will speak with them. Greatly will they be pleased to see you here. Only three steps, I think, did I go down, and was below. Then one I saw, who looked at me alone, as if he wished to know me. The air had for some time been growing dark, but not so much as between his eyes and mine, 
not to reveal what it concealed before. Toward me he came, and I toward him advanced. Noble Judge Nino, when I saw that not among the damned thou wast, how glad I was! No greetings fair were left unsaid between us, and then he asked, How long ago didst thou, o'er the far waters, reach the mountain's foot? Oh! I exclaimed, across the fields of woe I came this morn, and in the first life am, though by this going I'll the other win. When once my answer had been heard, Sordello and he drew back, like people suddenly perplexed, the first to Virgil turned, the other to one who there was seated, crying out, Get up, comrade, come and see what God hath as a favour will. Then turned toward me, By that rare gratitude thou owest him, who hides his primal why in such a way that there's no fording it. When thou art past the wide waves, ask my Joan to pray for me, where to the innocent replies are given. I think a mother loves me now no more, for those white wimples hath she laid aside, which she, poor soul, must needs want back again. Through her one understands with greatest ease how long the fire of love in woman lasts, unless rekindled up by sight and touch. The viper which conducts the Milanese afield will never make as beautiful a tomb for her as would Galura's cock. These were the words he used, his countenance marked with the impress of that righteous zeal which burneth in the heart with temperate flame. My greedy eyes now sought the sky alone, and only there were slowest of the stars, as nearest to its axis is a wheel. My leader then, What art thou looking at up there, my son? And I, At those three torches, Wherewith the pole on this side holy burns. Then he, The four bright stars, Which thou this morn didst see, are low down on the other side, and these have risen there, where those were them. While he was speaking thus, Sordello drew him aside, and saying, Yonder, Siapo, lifted his finger up to have him look. On that side, where the little hollowed veil hath no defence, a snake there was, like that perhaps, which gave the bitter fruit to Eve. On through the grass and flowers, the wicked reptile glided, and turning back its head at times, was licking like a beast that smooths itself. I did not see, and therefore cannot tell, how the celestial falcons gan to move, but both I clearly saw when once in motion. When cleft by their green wings, it heard the air, the serpent fled, and back the angels turning, regain their posts above with equal flight. The shade who, when he called him to the judge, had closely drawn throughout the whole assault, had not one moment loosed his gaze from me. So may the lantern leading thee above find in thy will the wax that is required for one to reach the enamel green on high, he thus began. If thou, of Valdimagra, or of its neighbouring land, 
dost know true news, tell it to me, who once was mighty thou. Corrado, Malaspina I was called, I'm not the elder, but from him descended. I bore my race the love which here is cleansed. Oh, said I then to him, I've never been in your domains, but where throughout all Europe dwelleth a man who knows them not? The fame which honoureth your house proclaims its lords, proclaims its district, so that even he knows of them who hath never been there yet. I swear to you, so may I go on high, that of the glorious use of purse and sword your honoured race doth not despoil itself. Nature and use so favour it that, howe'er the guilty head distort the world, alone it goeth straight, and scorns the evil path. And he, now go, for lo, the sun shall not seven times on that bed rest him which the ram now covers, and with all four feet bestrides, ere this thy courteously expressed opinion shall in the middle of thy head be nailed with greater nails than words of other men, unless the course of doom decreed be stayed. End of chapter 56